0: All right, you're listening to Radio Gowanus, Free-Guanas, Radiofreguawanness.org, and uh, this is the Interference Archive block party.
1: There will
2: be a moment of sound checking. You're listening to audio interference, produced by Interference Archive. Interference Archive is a social space, exhibition venue, and OpenStax archive of social movement material. Our work is rooted in the belief that our shared histories should be held in common and accessible to all. You're about to hear a recording from the last big event at our 8th Street space, before we moved up the Hilda Park Slope. Our summer block party featured a performance by the Yiddish anarchist punk band, Koit Fardain Fardacht. You'll hear the band said, followed by an interview with Mike Clemo on Radio Frigowanus.
1: We are, we are Koyt Fardacht, which means the filth of your suspicion. We are, as you may have noticed, a punk band that plays songs from the Yiddish anarchist and revolutionary repertoire. Um, for those of you who are not going to understand a word that we're saying, we have these lovely lyric zines, which are um, which are free, come take one, um, learn the songs, sing along next time you hear us. Um, they say a little bit about, um, about the, where the songs come from and who, um, who we've learned them from. So, yeah, um, that one was the only song that we sing sarcastically. Um, It's called Birobidzhan, and is a tune written probably here in New York um, to propagandize for Stalin's bizarre take on how to solve the Jewish problem in the Soviet Union, which was, why not use the yiddish speaking Jews of the Western part of the Soviet Union has a buffer on the border with the Japanese empire um, in a pl- little place called Mirobychan, which um, is still there and is formally the Jewish autonomous oblast of Russia. Um, anyway, that's a whole other story. Um, this next one is also a, um, a tune with the New York connection. By a guy named Vladek, um, they named some houses after him um, on the Lower East Side. But it's a anarchist tune called "I Want No Iron Chains, I Want No Golden Crown." One, two, three, and... <laughs> First time we're playing this out, it's a song from the Lodz ghetto about fighting back against the Jewish police force within the ghetto. um, Which is a useful reminder to us all about collaboration in times of fascism. Um, And the one after that is a song about abolishing prisons by blowing them up. And I just want to say again how, what a pleasure it is to get to play for Interference Archive at the block party here. Um, the Archive is such an amazing thing. It's so exciting that it's been around as long as it has and that it gets to keep on going and make it possible for all kinds of badass projects based on what we can learn from, from Movements Fast and Present to happen. So yeah, thanks again for inviting us here, along with Center for Violence Education, all of, the other, uh, all of the other awesome projects that are part of today. Um, so the next tune is words are from a poem written in the mid-50s by poet Junk of Glatstein about the, the Israeli army massacre that first brought Ariel Sharon to the knowledge of the world, um, the destruction of a Palestinian village called Kibye. Um He published this in the 50s and it was pretty promptly forgotten about until um, a year or two ago when the folks at Ingeveb, um a Yiddish language and culture, um, online project, um, put a translation out into the world that Rose saw, and we figured we would find it a melody, so we did. Kas,
3: nikoma Reich.
1: archives has been having some trouble with their landlords Um, and we're very excited that that seems to have been solved Um, though exchanging new landlords for old landlords is only a temporary solution it seems like it's gonna last for a good while Um, so this is a song about landlords
3: I so can not think that I can the kick is so bright. For worse, for worse, for worse, for worse, for for 1, eins, eins, vier, 2, <lacht> vier, 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 vier.
1: next song uh, is a tune about police murder, it's been sung in, in the name of a lot of different people since it was written a bit over a hundred years ago. Um, we sing it in the name of Maya Hall, black trans woman who was killed by police near Baltimore Um, after taking a wrong turn onto the NSA campus. Um, and the, <laughs> the past hundred years of pointing out what a fucked up idea Zionism is. So this is a um, a tune by um, George Shinansky, the great uncle of all of us, Queer Yiddish archive rats um, about how fucked up Zionism is. Um, And
3: yeah.
0: All right, this is Mike Clemo, Radio Free Gowanus, Radio Free We're here at the uh, Interference Archive block party on 8th Street between 2nd and 3rd Aves. It's starting to rain, and people are getting antsy about stuff. Um, and that includes myself, because I'm sitting here with a bunch of sound equipment that's about to get wet. Um, but I'm here with uh Ferdine Ferdakt. I hope I'm pronouncing that. I'm doing i 'm doing okay all right so i 'm going to bring their mics up and um, and uh, they 're going to introduce themselves. Hi guys
1: hi <laughs> uh, everyone 's looking at me, so Here's I guess a... i 'll say you can start um, so we 're Koit far Fardacht, which means in Yiddish the filth of your suspicion we 're a punk rock band that plays. Songs from Yiddish Revolutionary Repertoire, mostly anarchist tunes, some Bundes and Communist tunes also. Um,
4: my name is Rosala, I sing. Awesome.
5: I'm Maggie,
6: I play drums.
4: I'm Rose, I play bass and also sing.
6: I'm Yona and I play guitar and also sometimes sing.
4: Great.
0: Well thanks for uh, thanks for being with me here in the rain and on the air. Um and uh I just we heard your set, it was super awesome. Can you guys uh tell me a little bit about like how you got started doing this and what brought you all together and uh that sort of thing? And there are some chairs coming it looks like so.
1: You wanna do that, Yona? Sure. I,
6: <laughs> can, I can try it. Thank you. I'm getting settled here. Does that work as a chair? Okay. <clears throat> Well, Rosa first shared this idea with me at um, the Jewish Voice for Peace um, Artists and Cultural Workers retreat in the fall of 2014. Um, There was a gathering of artists and cultural workers, which was a response to the most recent um, massacre on Gaza in the summer of 2014, and Rosa presented that idea to meet then and then nudged me a little bit more afterwards um and we started we started taking some songs mostly songs that she knows some songs that i know and kind of fiddling around with them um and then later later maggie joined and we started performing and then around a year after we first started having the idea rose joined, um yeah
0: so it's been a couple of years, and and the the songs are are old, or are they, you you guys are making them new, making them punk songs.
1: Yeah, they're they're existing songs um, that have pretty much all come to us with both words and melody, except for one tune that we played in the set, Kibya, which came to us um, came to us as a poem, and then we found a. Um, found a traditional melody that would fit the words um, so they're songs written anywhere from mm, maybe the eighteen eighties down to the nineteen forties and fifties that we're that we've made arrangements for
0: cool and the the general thrust of this i mean just because there are people here who are maybe listening who don 't uh fully you know have like the kind of like picture about this uh about the the your ideology here and like why why this project exists and why it's important you maybe explain something about that
4: well i think that it's complicated and there's a lot of different threads to it but um i mean one thing is just trying to take this cultural repertoire that it seems like a lot of folks in the current generation, um, either of Jews or of uh, you know leftist folks or um, people involved in like anti-Zionist organizing, have kind of lost touch with. And to try to um, just kind of pull those threads together and um, make people aware of them and bring them into like a form that is more palatable, um, both to us and to the people who are listening, um, and also to kind of reconnect people to yiddish because losing touch with yiddish is part of that i think and rosa can probably say more about that
5: um and i think also like to connect sort of what we're doing which to me is very related to actually what interference archive does and that's why like i am really excited that we could play this like beyond the fact that interference is a dear project for me and that this is a dear project for me um but i think both projects like really sort of center the idea of connecting a long history of activists and organizing tradition and really like building power in the present moment by having a lot of knowledge of our past and where we come from and taking like both like inspiration um, and cultural strength from our history, but also like really taking like nitty gritty, like organizing ideas and songs from our past and bringing them into our present day. Cause as we know, we're sadly like fighting so many of the same fights that we were fighting like in 1880.
1: <laughs> and and another piece of it for me is also, that also I think rhymes a lot with what Interference does is that these these songs aren't they aren't treated well when they're put on a shelf and looked at with distance and nostalgia if they're songs that are made to be sung, that are made to be sung with people, and that that want to be loud and raucous and... I'm, and are these beautiful, emotionally intense tunes that are made to be punk songs? Some of them kind of want to be metal songs, and we have to argue with them a little. Um, in, in the same way that, that Interference, as an open stacks archive, is a really different project from a lot of archives, that even, even ones that hold some of the same material, because you can actually take the shit off the shelves and hold it in your hands and mm-hmm. riffle through it and read it the way it's meant to be read.
2: Yeah.
0: And so so you said uh, a second ago one of you said that we're fighting a lot of the same battles. Uh can you say more about that? Like what has what hasn't changed? Like what, you know, what are these songs about uh why were they written then and why are they still important now?
6: Yeah, well, um I I feel like with I feel like we choose songs which are relevant to struggles which we are witnessing today. Um for for example, just um because the eighteen eighties was mentioned that um which is kind of when Zionism took full force. Um and part of the reason why this project is really important for me is because I feel like um when often when people think about um, Ashkenazi Jewish culture, people think about the, the Zionist co-opted version of that. Um, and Zionism is a hugely destructive force, which is still um, exhibiting genocidal policies against the Palestinians today. It's still, um, it's still perpetuating um, the Nakbar, the catastrophe, which um, um, First happened in full force in '48, but that's still happening um, today in, in different ways, um, and has been happening um, since the 1880s when um, um, Ashkenazi Zionist colonizers first started um, colonizing, excuse me, colonizing um, Palestine. So that is that is just one example, and I feel like we choose we choose songs that resonate with current struggles um either struggles of our own or struggles that we are standing in solidarity with or or rising up in solidarity with rather these days Mm -hmm.
0: yeah i mean it's it's such a complicated thing that a lot of people who i guess haven't been to israel and haven't seen what's going on like you know like firsthand also and even even some israelis also because i've i've been to i've been to palestine and uh feel that it's it was a very changing experience for me uh having some kind of clarity about like what is happening sort of on a day-to-day basis and it's interesting to me to take these because uh, we forget about you know we forget about the past and the this whole settler colonialism thing like the kind of um relationship to real estate and its relationship to gentrification here and uh uh, and there are so many, so many struggles all over the world that are that are so similar, and uh, and I think that can be linked and can be brought into kind of like a, a unity or solidarity and that sort of thing. And I think that it's uh, kind of an amazing project to go back to the past and you know tease out these things and say like, look, this hasn't changed. And um, do you guys have a an anecdote about? reaching people uh here now as a punk band uh with this music and
1: while we're trying to think about that just want to say <laughs> part of part of why we sing the songs the anti-zionist songs we do is because those are exactly the kinds of connections that were already being drawn in the 1890s in the 19 aughts, um between not just Zionism as a settler colonial project, but also in what what the Zionist project meant for the organizing that didn't happen in Eastern Europe and what its relationship was and continues to be to the um, to the strengthening of the right in within Jewish communities. Um, so yeah, so I think, I very much agree with, with what you were saying and that's, that's part of what's valuable in there is that we didn't have to wait until 48 or 67 right. or 82 or 2014 to, to have that, that level of complexity level of critique. It's been there all along. Um,
4: I can think of some, some stories of Fans who have been touched. Um, um, I mean, one one is myself, but I'll start with somebody else too. Um, I, I just remember at a show we played earlier in the summer. You know, some, it's a lot of, a lot of times it's Jewish folks who will come up to us and just kind of, you know, express that we are uh, giving them something that they didn't really even ever realize was missing in their lives, and this particular person was. Um, uh, a Mizrahi Jewish lady um, whose family uh, was originally from Palestine and who, it's, it's, I don't, you know, I don't remember the specifics of her, like, family history, but basically there was just a lot of um, alienation from her uh, heritage and roots within her family and just kind of hearing the narratives that we were expressing was really touching for her. And, um, you know, I think a lot of, Jewish pe- Jewish people at least are really look like looking for something outside of what exists in like uh, mainstream Jewish culture and that was my experience too and that's what brought me to Yiddish and then finding this band really kind of brought all of those pieces together for me. Um, yeah, so it's
0: interesting about the the Yiddish thing as well. Like I, I haven't heard s- I don't know other
1: other Yiddish punk bands. Um there yes and no um so there's there's a fair number of projects that d- that do a sort of a sort of punk klezmer fusion kind of thing dan Kahn's painted bird band golem folks like that um there are punk bands that sing in english that come from a yiddishist kind of orientation like the shandas um and there's a really badass Yiddish hard rock band, Yiddish Princess, um, and a couple of other projects like that that are sort of not, not exactly punk but related, the Breslav Bar band, um, but, but I'm not sure that there's, there, there aren't many bands doing what we're doing, which is not a fusion-y kind of thing. It's working with this repertoire as something that can just be punk songs. I mean just as if punk is as if punk is simple and all the same.
4: <laughs> I mean, punk is such a broad term. I mean, our, our songs don't even sound like a lot of what people would associate with punk in 2017. I mean it's I don't know. I feel like we connect more with the like ethos and the approach of punk necessarily than like the specifics of what punk sounds like to most folks now i don't know yeah i i guess yeah i don't know why i
0: I just felt like there was like a a vibe that i picked up on that was just kind of i mean maybe it was like the political bent also just saying like you know this is you know we have like a uh like a political ethos that we have you know very we're trying to communicate in that but um do you guys have a uh
4: upcoming gigs a website soundcloud we have a facebook page um quite filth band um that's also our website coitfilth.band. um and yeah we're going to play some shows in philly in november um like first weekend in november probably um
6: our, our instagram is quite filth Band, and our facebook page is quite for verdacht
5: and i was just going to say that if you're looking it up quite is k o y t yes that's it and
1: if anyone's listening out there and putting together a show invite us <laughs> um, we want to be playing so yeah um, and also on on our website um there's link to be able to download free the electronic version of our lyric zine which has um which has words words and a little bit of background on on the songs we play cool
0: well thanks so much for sitting out here in the rain with me and and chatting uh and i really enjoyed your set and i hope to see you guys again and uh
1: Thanks. Mm, thanks so much, and thanks
5: for... Thanks for having us.
0: Yeah, thank you. Thank you. All right. That was quite for, Dan for Dacht, Uh and this is uh, Radio Free Gowanus, and I think that we are calling it quits here because the rain is starting to come down, uh, but uh, this has been with the Interference Archive uh, and uh, radiofregowanus.org, and join us next time.
2: You've been listening to Audio Interference, produced by Interference Archive. The audio from this episode was originally recorded at our block party in September 2017 and broadcast live on Radio Free Gowanus. The Archive is collectively run and volunteer-powered, and we rely on donations to keep us up and running. To support what we do, just go to interferencearchive.org and click on Donate. From all of us at Audio Interference, thanks for listening.